Hey, welcome to Your Voice Matters podcast. We are starting today our fourth season entitled Voices for Change. In this regard, I will interview many industry experts, business leaders, and change makers. My guests use their voice and expertise to make the world a better place. Many of them were also at some point my clients, others not, but all of them have an important message to share with the world. Today, I have with me Irina Oshepkova. She's an amazing woman. She's a consultant in employee wellness and stress management. She received her training by the Stanford Center of Health Education. She is also a certified yoga teacher with more than 800 hours of teaching experience and a manager in a corporate environment for more than 10 years. That was actually where we met three years ago. She helps companies to increase employee satisfaction. Her services include movement, mindfulness, and techniques for stress management. With these practices, we can stay more motivated, focused, and productive at work. Irina, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much, Inesh, for inviting me. I feel honored to be on this podcast, and I'm very happy to have this conversation with you. Uh, Irina, your journey is quite an intriguing story. First, how does someone with legal education becomes a team leader in the corporate environment, and then some years later, an employee wellness and stress management consultant? I actually moved countries for a job. So first I was working in Russia, and then I discovered a job opportunity in Belgium, and I moved countries to start this job here in Brussels. First, I was a junior advisor in this company, and then gradually I progressed to become a manager. And uh, of course, the main aspect of this environment is it's being multicultural. There are people with different mentality and different upbringing, and so they have different understanding of what is right and what is wrong. And based on that, they have different approach towards their tasks. And so as a manager, you need to adapt your behavior for a given person. So mm -hmm. I believe the corporate culture needs to take account of these differences. And still, while you are adapting to a given individual, you also need to bring the sense of community and togetherness in the team. So I believe that this is the biggest learning that I got as a team leader. Mm -hmm. Yes, that, that's interesting because in these 10 years, you, you have um, you know, to deal with so many different peoples because also people come and go for three, four, five years. And yes. definitely with all this background, and you have to communicate and adapt your behavior as a team leader and to, to, to make, a, make them also stay motivated and focused. And how, how, when did the yoga enter in your life? You know, you were, you know, working in this corporate environment, you were being a team leader, having this, all these um, different experiences, but when does yoga came to your life? Uh, actually, it was at the very beginning of my move uh, to Belgium, because when I just moved, I sensed and uh, experienced quite a bit of stress um, related to the moving of the countries and uh, adapting to the new environments, to the new way of working. And this is when I discovered yoga and gradually I started um, going to the yoga classes regularly. And once um, I was on a trip with my friends to India, 
and there was a particular yoga class that uh, I remember. And I got the clear sense of happiness when I was at that class and I decided that I would like to share it with other people because this is what uh, helped me through the stress related to the moving of the countries. And I wanted to share these tools and techniques relevant to yoga and meditation with other people to help them. Mm -hmm. And then it was immediately after that that you started to also receive a training as a yoga teacher or you you let that you know land a little bit in yourself so because you have tr different training in, in in yoga practices right yes exactly i keep on learning i keep on studying because the more you learn the more there is to learn um i think my first training i have received it maybe after three years of doing yoga consistently and then since then I have never stopped so I keep on learning to be able to share more and to be able to help better to different people mm -hmm. and with all this you started to have your own classes so you you start being a teacher um, and you are also an entrepreneur because you have all these different things in your life, but you are actually doing yoga as a, also, uh, you know, as a profession. Uh, so how is also to be an entrepreneur in this area? Yes, uh, I was trying to combine these two aspects of my life and the revelation came to me during actually the pandemic times, because I noticed that uh, very few companies um, offer support to help people live through that pandemic experience and also cope with uh, uncertainty and being disconnected from each other. So I started mm -hmm. researching more, studying more, and I started implementing certain managerial techniques in my team that were also inspired by yoga and breath work and meditation. And uh, afterwards I came with an idea of developing a program for corporate wellness combining all these different aspects of wellness, physical, emotional, mental, and also social. So my entrepreneurial journey is based on these two aspects of my life that I combine together in one way of providing the corporate wellness solutions. Mm -hmm. And to give us an idea, what, what is the, this solution? So it's, it's um, not just yoga, it's um, a combination of techniques. So can you give us an idea uh, just uh, just a spoiler mm -hmm. to what is a program of your of yours like what do you do exactly so because you tested with your team first you know and then you got a really positive response and you you thought that okay maybe this is good for other companies as well because you know to help them cope with the all the anxiety pandemic uh, has brought so what is a program in your you know what do you offer mm -hmm. Uh, well, it's based on the understanding that uh, all aspects of well-being are interconnected. So if you are healthy, then it means, in my view, that you are well physically, emotionally, mentally, and also socially. And I can give a, a practical example. So imagine that you are feeling bad physically on a given day then uh, chances are that you are unlikely to be 100% present and focused and deliver your tasks. And so um, the same works the opposite direction. If, for example, you have a conflict situation at work, then chances are that it will impact 
your mental and physical state at that particular day. So mm -hmm. that's why I based my program on this understanding of interconnectedness of the different pillars. And I separated it into three parts so that people can have a grasp of uh, what is the basis of the program. The first aspect is movement, which is the yoga-based movement uh, that you can be easily implemented at work so that you don't have to wear yoga pants, uh, but you can already do something at your desk. Uh, mm -hmm. The second aspect is about um, emotional and mental well-being. And here again, these are the solutions that are inspired by yoga and meditation. So for instance, imagine that you have to deliver a presentation and communicate to others or to your boss and you feel stressed. So you can implement some breath work uh, that would require only five to 10 minutes of your time and you will feel grounded and stable and you will communicate better. That's the mm -hmm. second. And the third pillar is um, based on my managerial experience and also on the fact that I have worked with people from different countries is how to make sure that you're taking managerial decisions that are providing the best uh, solutions for individual team members for the team as a whole, and as a result, so that uh, people um, aim to deliver better and to achieve the company's goals. So that's mm -hmm. why the program is based on these three aspects. And uh, I believe that uh, it can be implemented all together, even though the three aspects uh, are addressing different solutions and different problems in the corporate culture. Mm -hmm. You mentioned one thing that was interesting that you don't need to to wear yoga pants, you know, to 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 do yoga or to do yoga at your desk or to implement some principles to your work, mm -hmm. because I think people sometimes have this idea of oh I'm I'm going to be you know on the floor with my legs crossed you know with uh, my eyes closed and that's yoga, and that's not the thing you know and that's not the thing and especially when you think about the workplace. Uh, you have, it has to be adapted to our daily routines. To it has to be something that it's uh, you can in, easily include in your, your in your daily life. So I, I guess your program, you know, has this this consideration that we will not probably have to wear special you know clothes to do this or or that. Yes, absolutely. I believe it is important to adapt to the needs of a given individual and also to the corporate environment and culture. And just uh, looking at the research and uh, studying the experience um, of people that I work, people that I work with, uh, we notice that generally, from the physical standpoint, uh, the most kind of important parts to address. Uh, when it comes to the movement practices is issues that people have with their lower back, neck, shoulders, and wrists. So these are the common complaints that we hear from the people working um, generally in front of their laptops, seated, mm -hmm. or now with the pandemic, you know, not having a good setup and lying down on the coach the whole day. So that's why the movement techniques that are implemented in my program, they're addressing the most, let's say, popular complaints for people working in the corporate culture. Because I think the future will be not being at the corporate, you know, at the office, 
is yeah. being probably working remotely uh, in, you know, sometimes you can work remotely from your home and that's home office, but you can also work remotely from another you know, co-work, another country, you know, someplace. And it's important because I think especially in the in the beginning and during the pandemics, we don't we didn't have the the equipment at home, you know, the proper chair, a proper proper table, you know, to be comfortable during uh, eight hours uh, work work day. And so it's it's also important, you know, how we adapt our you know the way we are seated, not being on the couch. You know, just because we are working at home, we should <laughs> we shouldn't uh, be on the bed, for example. And that's very interesting. Interesting because that will also impact the the mental part as well. Yes. And how do how do you think? So, what are your key ideas about the future of the corporate well-being? Because we are not will be separated, you know, physically sometimes. So, how can we cope with the you know not being with a team or we don't need to even move to go to the office. So what are your ideas about this? What will be the future? First of all, I believe that we need to learn from the global pandemic experience because you hear every now and then the phrases like get back to normal. But the thing is that uh, the it is not normal anymore. So we need to invent the new normal and uh, to develop the solutions that are based on the experience that we have all lived through. And secondly, I believe that uh, it's a no-brainer that corporate wellness has to be offered because everybody has re-evaluated their work experience during the pandemic and people have thought about what is it that is important for them and uh, instead of just one of team building activities every half a year employer need to implement continuous support so that mm -hmm. people have their sense of being needed recognized connected and also valued for what they do because we have been isolated uh, throughout the pandemic uh, with just limited experience altogether every now and then um, between the lockdowns. Uh, it is also important to make people understand what the corporate culture is. Where is it that your company is moving so that people feel that they are contributing towards the company goal. They understand what they are doing. But... Mm -hmm. uh, before that, as I said earlier, it's important to make people feel valued and recognized. And to do that, it's important that the company shows that they care about uh, an individual. And this could be done through offering corporate wellness so that people feel that instead of just having a nice coffee machine in the office, they mm -hmm. have some continuous support from their employer and they are being taken care of. Hmm. That's a, that's a great idea of what's culture, what what will be culture, because culture is not a place, is not the coffee machine anymore. It's this sense yes. of being respected, being valued, being recognized, and we can do this, of course, working remotely, and that the culture is the most important important thing, and also people feel that the company invests in them, not just a you know, a nice, you know, team building, very fun, just once a year. Yeah. It's much more than that, much more than that. People will demand more care, more um, uh, more humanized, I would say, you know, uh, management style. Um, so this is really what corporate will be looking 
forward in the, in the next uh, few months and years, how they can reinvent th themselves and make people feel part of a culture, know the purpose, know the direction where the company is going, but also feel that they will be ta being taken care of. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned before that the way we feel physically will impact the way we think, we, the way we make decisions, but also if you have some issue at work, probably our body will be more stiff or we'll feel it, you know, some pain, experience pain in these areas that you, you mentioned, like the neck, the, the, the lower back. This is the areas where we probably feel the most when we, you know, we are tense. Um, and you, you mentioned that if we do these practices, even for example, that 10 minutes that you mentioned of breathing techniques to stay, you know, to be grounded. And you said that that can help us to communicate better, you know, to, to, to be more present. Why do you think, what's the connection for you of communication and body techniques in your point of view? Yes, um, I believe there are two aspects uh... For, for this question. So first of all, it's about how you communicate with yourself. So whenever you feel stressed and uh, under pressure, the first step is to recognize that. To recognize that, to take a step back, to uh, feel through that and then take an appropriate action. For example, um, if uh, I'm working on a particular document in front of my laptop and uh, I feel that I'm tired, uh, obviously, the easiest solution is to go and grab something sweet or a coffee and, and uh, keep on working through your tiredness. But it's important to recognize that uh, this is where your body needs a break. And instead of uh, going for an easy solution that may not be the best one at this particular time of the day, it's better just to stand up, move around uh, a little bit, do some stretches, go for a walk around the block. Something easy. It doesn't have to be like a one hour running in the park, just the easy and small steps. Mm -hmm. So this is about communicating with yourself. And uh, the second aspect is, I believe it's important also to communicate with your management and HR, because we're talking here about the corporate wellness and environment. And mm -hmm. this is where the concept of psychological safety comes into place because people need to be feeling in the safe place to communicate with their manager and uh, with their HR uh, so that they do not feel um, that in case they communicate something that implies that they're not feeling well today, uh, that some negative actions could be taken afterwards against them. So that the, the manager would say, oh, okay, you know, today she's having a headache and she tells me that uh, she cannot deliver. So I take a note of that, meaning that she is not a re reliable employee. This is not a good way forward. People mm -hmm. need to be psychologically safe to be able to talk to their managers and saying, listen, I have some issues that, uh, in my family, for instance. I feel that I cannot deliver today. But uh, the manager needs to recognize that, to understand that, and to also be thankful that their people feel safe to communicate with them. Mm -hmm. And so why I believe that this is the second aspect of communication that uh, has to be implemented at work. Because uh, all in all, this clear, safe, and kind, because clear is kind, so this communication contributes uh, to the well-being. And as soon mm -hmm. as you 
in your best well-being state, you're automatically more productive and you achieve the better results. Mm-hmm. Because a toxic environment is also implies also a, a toxic communication, right? And do we see this a lot of in the in in corporate um, when you know you don't you can't be honest, or you know that someone will judge you, or you feel that it's not you can trust your your colleagues enough, you know, to to share with them or with your manager, and it's so important to create a safe space. And it's not only with Zoom calls every day, you know, and every hour. We can create this space with other, you know, practice management practices and other techniques. Uh, but what you mentioned was really, is really, really important, you know, for us to be able to communicate with ourselves, to recognize our emotions, to recognize how we are feeling. If we need a break, take a break. I really recommend, you know, breaks. I'm learning this as well uh, for me as an entrepreneur. Um, and it's we really need to unlearn the things that were we were educated with. What is being productive? What is the right way of you know being working every day and every hour and not taking a break and having a lot of meetings and that's so fashion. You know I'm so busy and it's so productive and it's it's wrong. <laughs> you know I would say it's wrong yes, to think that way. You know more is not better. Um, and so, yeah, we, we are facing a lot of challenges now. And especially, I, I cannot say after the pandemic, because we are still on it. Maybe we'll be on it for a long time. Um, so what, what suggestions or advices you can give us and give managers, especially and leaders, to address mm -hmm. this? Yes, uh, so I already mentioned some of these uh, physical challenges that people are experiencing with their physical body related to a certain um, aspects um, because of how they are sitting in front of the laptop or uh, how the setup is being done. Uh, but also people are, are going through some emotional and mental challenges, uh, such as the feeling of uncertainty being isolated and generally losing the interest of uh, what's happening because uh, every day seems like uh, the previous day. And, but also from the aspect of the social well-being, people are lacking connection and the sense of community. Um, mm -hmm. And when you look at it from the perspective of the corporate environment, uh, the isolation and uh, not being able you know, to communicate as much as we were before the pandemic, people may also lose the sense of understanding of where the company is going, what is the company's uh, aim and how each individual contributes to that. So I would say that this is like a general overview of um, challenges that, uh, are people, that people are experiencing during this pandemic. But also um, wh when we concentrate on let's say the corporate setup, um, there are different challenges for a team individual, a team as a whole, and also for managers. And uh, here I would like to come back to the previous statements that all aspects of well-being are interconnected and which means that targeting one of them will impact the rest. And I already gave an mm -hmm. example uh, of that before. So mm -hmm. for Well, the, the, I would suggest that uh, as, a, as a way forward is uh, addressing the movement practices. So don't spend your whole day in front of your laptop because, um, you know, it seems to be more relaxed when you are at home and this is a trap. 
So make sure that you're standing up and uh, walking around, moving throughout the day. Um, this is important. This will impact your overall well-being at that particular day and in the long term. But also for the managers, um, I would say that my biggest learning and uh, my, my, let's say my advice is to not assume that your people are okay by default. Mm -hmm. It's important to take time to ch check in with them, to ask them how they are doing and ask it from the standpoint of genuine interest, not just because you want to tick a box. Mm -hmm. You need your people what supports they need from you and provide the sense of community and contribute to ensuring this psychological safety at work and i believe that uh, you know a good manager is coming from the point of view of genuine interest and care for their people so as soon as you yourself as a manager is interested in how your people are doing they will feel it and that will uh, have an impact on their social well-being and just circling back to their aspects of well-being interconnected, they will feel better mentally, emotionally, and physically. And the return of this time investment, you know, even a program investment will be huge, I guess, because people feel when, when someone cares, truly cares. Yes. Irina, how can people find you? So if someone is interested in, in uh, finding your job and you know, learn more about what you do, where they can find your information? I think the easiest way is to um, go onto my website, which is yogashape, in one word, dot online. And uh, there you will find the links to my LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. And uh, also we can have a chat if you can book a call with me by accessing call yoga shape all in one word dot as dot me and we can book a call to discuss what is it that you need individually as a team member um, or also as a company for the corporate wellness solution. Mm -hmm. Irina. Thank you so, so much. This is so interesting what you do and so useful. It was always useful, but I think right now we are even more aware about how important it is to take care of this area and definitely is an area where everyone was looking, is looking forward to improve this year. So Irina, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. It was amazing to chat with you. Thank you so much, Inesh, and thank you to your listeners too. Thank you for listening to this episode. Did you like it? If so, feel free to spread the word. To discover more about vocal coaching, you can visit my website, voicepowerleadership.com, or contact me through LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. And always remember, your voice matters. All we need to do is make sure we keep talking.